warm greetings. You're listening to C. Jones from Quintessence Massage and Natural Healing. Good evening, everyone. I know it's a little unusual for me to be uploading a podcast kind of this late in the evening, but, you know, I got a life. I don't know what to tell you. No, I'm just kidding. I've just been busy and trying to find the right time to actually sit down and record, so that would be right now. (laughs) It has been quite a while since I've done a podcast. I apologize for my brief absence. I've been doing a lot of different things, building up my personal business and working on all that stuff. So it's been a super busy several weeks. So, all right, let's just dive right into this, shall we? You might hear some background sounds. I am actually outside looking at the gorgeous full moon. Oh my gosh, it is crazy. It's, uh, I wish I could take a picture and show you. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, so bright and then there's this beautiful like ripple wave of clouds and it's just peeking through it, so it's so eerie, but mysterious. It's awesome. Love it. So yeah, I'm going old school. I've just got my headphones in here, so sorry if it sounds wonky, but, you know, this is real talk, right? We we do what we gotta do. <laughs> okay, so let's just dive right in. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So today we're going to talk about ego, awareness, mindfulness. It's a lot. It's a lot of information. I might not be able to talk about all three of them in one podcast. I might have to split it up into two or three podcasts, depending on, you know, how long and how many times I ramble and how many times I you know, do my Aquarian tangents here and there and everywhere. (laughs) So, all right. See, look, I just did it. There we go. (laughs) So let's talk about the ego. Um, Now, when you hear the word ego, what comes to your mind? When you hear someone say, oh, they have a big ego or very egotistical, That is uh, some neighbors. Oh, I guess. Sorry. There's like, you know. It's like nobody ever drives down my street. Ever. So, of course, you know, there's a whole brigade as soon as I start recording a podcast. Of course. Because, you know, that's life. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so ego. When you hear the word ego, what comes to your mind? 
the ego is the mind's identity of our own construction. Okay, so it's something that that is that we kind of build ourselves. Um, it's an identity which is false because we're more than just the mind, right? If we take all the beliefs of what we are, uh, beliefs about our personality, talents, abilities, uh, we have the structure of, of our ego. These talents, abilities, these aspects of our personality, they're attributes of our skills, but mental construct of our actual self is artificial. Now, while the, the description might not... Sorry, there's another car coming. <laughs> okay, there it goes. Now, while the description might make the ego seem like a static thing, it's not. It's, it's actually an active and a very dynamic part of our personalities. It plays this hugely immense role in creating emotional drama in our lives. Now, when we have thoughts about ourself that we agree with, we construct this self-image. So these kinds of thoughts that are that contribute excuse me that contribute to the structure of your ego are things like I'm better than you. My freckles make me ugly. I am super smart. That was really stupid of me. Why would I do something like that? Who do they think they are? I'm not good at math. I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. The ego hides behind the I and me in those declarative thoughts and, and statements about our own identity. So we, in essence, are formless consciousness, stillness, or presence. Ego, in this context, is the false self or current state of consciousness of, or of humanity that, that doesn't let the presence or the universal intelligence shine through. So ego, is, it's a screen made of mental conditioning. Like I said before, it's thoughts, emotions, through which we see and act on the world. Ego, it was a necessary stage in the evolution of the consciousness. But to take the next step towards conscious evolution and ensure our survival, we must recognize and dissolve the ego. So when you say things like, I am a, I am an assistant, I am an executive assistant, I am a technologist, 
I am homeless. I am a parent. I am a writer. I am a therapist. I was betrayed. I am a sufferer of some disease, etc., etc., etc. This is a part of identification with mind or conditioning. So that is, that's the ego, which means thinking or talking, thinking or taking that role or label or story that you added to the primordial I or thought form is you. Ego, which is unaware of the true source within, derives its sense of self from things, status, conditions, physical appearance, culture, experiences, relationship, history, knowledge, etc. Better or worse, the label or story or condition, stronger the identification. So ego says, I have, therefore I am. And the more I have, the more I am, or vice versa. This delusion is the opposite of the truth. So when we have such thoughts as, you know, like, I'm smart, nobody likes me, you know, things like I had said before, um, when we have such thoughts and agree with even the slightest conviction that these ideas define us, then we are building or reinforcing an ego. We first have these thoughts when we're kids, perhaps when, you know, you were teased, we were teased on the playground or when reprimanded or, or praised even by a teacher or parent. In all cultures, developing a self-image is a normal part of socialization. Problems arise, however, when that self-image is negative, inaccurate, or even overly positive. I mean, considering that we develop our concept of self as children, every you know, the ego constructs. You know, we construct our ego starting when we we're kids. As, a, as children, it, it, it's, inevitable, it's inevitable that our self-image doesn't map to reality as adults. So, I mean, I, I, it's, it's very hard to explain the ego, okay? And, and why is it so hard to explain or describe it? I mean, it's, it's difficult to, to define because I feel like the ego is, isn't one specific thing. It's made up of, I mean, many different beliefs that, that a person will acquire over the time of their life. I have the time of my life. <laughs> sorry. Oh, all right. Sorry. So, I mean, those beliefs, they can be diverse and, I mean, if you think about it, even contradictory you know, to, to further into even further, make it even more complicated. Each person's ego is different. So if I'm explaining ego to you, it's not going to be the same as mine. 
if if anybody were to clearly identify and describe all parts of their ego and what it drives them to do, I mean, you're, you might not get a good description of, of what yours looks like because I'm telling you what mine is and my experience of it. So the challenge of becoming aware of what your personal ego looks like becomes more difficult because our culture doesn't reward us for directing our attention inward and noticing such things. Our culture, well, I mean, it's, it's, we're going through this crazy awakening shift, you know, at this point in our culture. But I mean, even still, I mean, the way our culture is structured, I mean, they want, they want us to stay in this matrix, you know, you're, or you're considered a friggin' weirdo if, you know, you're, you're spiritual or, or you're pointing your attention inward and you're noticing such things about yourself and you're removing yourself or, you know, you're dissolving this ego or it's called, it's also called death of the ego. So now how to spot your ego, see, that can be tricky. The ego is, it's difficult to see because it hides behind opinions that appear true because, you know, we are conditioned in one way or another to believe certain things. Our attachment to descriptions of our identity and, you know, because we haven't practiced looking for the ego. Because we go, we go, some people go through their whole lives not realizing that their ego is is living their life. I mean, you can get a glimpse by noticing certain thoughts similar to, you know, the ones I listed earlier. That, but the easier way to spot the ego is by the trail of emotional reactions that it can leave behind. So the ego feeds off of emotions because that's it, it's, it's what it is. That's how it, it structures itself. That's how it builds itself. That's how it strengthens itself is, is by attaching itself with these strong emotions. Anger at a loved one. Uh, a need to always be right. And insecurity in certain situations. Uh, jealousy. Feelings of jealousy that you can't even explain. You know, the need to always have to impress someone or, you know, people or a group of people, you know, st- just stuff like that. These emotions can be attributed to the false beliefs that comprise the ego. See, in the beginning, it's, it's going to be easier to see the symptoms of resulting emotions and drama rather than the ego that caused it. One of the most deceptive aspects of the ego is that it generates these powerful emotional reactions and then it blames us for how it made us feel. Okay, say how it's, it feeds off of these, these emotions, right? So the anger we react with comes from the ego based on beliefs of being right and, you know, quote unquote, knowing better than somebody else. Perhaps there's also a victim of interpretation of betrayal or 
some kind of injustice that you felt has been done to you in this, in this anger that you're feeling. So then after we overreact with this anger, we might feel like really crappy for how we reacted or how we expressed ourselves. Okay, so the ego, it's going to shift from a like righteous self that knows everything and knows better than you. And then it's going to, so it's going to shift from that and it's going to start to berate us for overreacting with anger. So at the same time, it assumes this identity of being the like the incompetent idiot or the, or the overreacting stupid person that didn't know any better and takes the blame for overreacting. So all these attitudes, thoughts, and beliefs take place in the mind. And even though they are completely different, we assume all of them come from us. If they really were expressions coming from our genuine self, then they would never, ever contradict. And we would be able to stop them. So this whole thing about the ego is that it's, it's always going to want to be in control some way or another. And the way it does that is through emotions. And to the unaware person, it's really difficult to discern the difference between what is ego and what is really them. And, you know, a lot of people are left to wonder, like, what came over me? Why did I react that way? And, and even their post-emotional, you know, look back lacks the consideration to see the different parts of their belief system at work as separate from themselves. So as this result, everything that they express is blamed on themselves by one of the condemning voices in their head. So in effect, the ego hijacks the analysis and turns it into a self-criticism or a blame process. Now, when the ego controls this self-reflection process, you, you have no chance of seeing the root cause of your emotional dramas because as the ego ref, reaffirms itself, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hide in your self-criticism. So when I said earlier, like, what do you feel, what do you think when you hear about, you know, having an ego? If someone says, oh, they have a big ego or stuff like that. I mean, I feel like it's usually associated with arrogance and it's a term used to describe someone who thinks that they are better than everybody else. Yet this is the only, this is, that's only one part of the ego. Arrogance. So I you know, believe it or not, it's, it's possible to have some positive self-esteem and some negative self-esteem when it comes to the ego. We are aware of these, you know, different beliefs at different times, but the negative beliefs about ourselves make up our negative self-esteem. While our positive thoughts, they will compromise our positive self-esteem. So together, the negative and the positive esteem form our ego. Now, quite often, these two parts of our personality, are, they're usually pretty equal in magnitude and they offset each other emotionally. But a person who is very hard on themselves with their inner critic may have feelings of worthlessness. This is a painful emotion to live with. And in order to mask that pain, they might cover it up with like huge 
bravado, projecting an image of security and confidence, all the while struggling with these feelings of of insecurity and worthlessness and not feeling like you're adequate. Now, arrogance is the is is markedly different from the confidence that doesn't come from the ego. A person could be completely confident in their ability, skill, in their self-acceptance without letting it go to their head. Oh, I hear a little critter in the woods next to me. Hello? Please don't eat me. (laughs) So, like I said, you don't... You could be completely confident in your self-acceptance without letting it go to your head and, and impacting any interaction that you might have with others. So while humility may often mistake... Well, how am I trying to word this here? Humility may often be mistaken for shyness and insecurity. And a person of true humility is fully present and at peace with themselves and their surroundings. So confidence without arrogance, humility without insecurity, those are manners of personality that are without the self-image dynamics of the ego. Like for me, just using myself as, as an example, I am pretty confident in my beliefs and how I see myself in my, I shouldn't say beliefs, I should say more self-acceptance. You know, I love myself. I accept myself for who I am. Um, but it's not, I don't have any emotional attachments from my ego. So I don't feel like I'm better than anybody else or that anybody is beneath me. I, if, kind of come from the aspect of hey man you do you if you uh, you know you want to go to church every single day of the week and and all that stuff sweet you want to worship the devil sweet you do you you want to you know do whatever you want so it's like uh, and I just you know detach myself from from those emotions and and stuff like that so and that's another that's one of the ways of kind of letting go of the ego so because the ego has multiple aspects, it, it's, not, it's not practical, let alone effective, to dissolve all of it at once. And, and, and nor is it likely that you could even do so. It's, it's nigh impossible for you to just sit there and be like, okay, this is my ego. It is now dissolved. I have literally no ego anymore after just one meditation practice. Like that's not, no. I mean, if you compare it to like a tree or this huge hedge that's overgrown in the yard, you can't just lift it out and throw it away. You have to, you know, cut off manageable pieces and kind of chip away at it like a, like a big rock sort of thing that's in, in the way of your path. So you, you have to begin by detaching from individual thoughts that sort of reinforce the ego. Okay. And then you have to let go of your beliefs. You have to separate yourself from this false 
identity of your ego. I mean, you have to understand that, you know, we spend years building our ego, you know, the, the self images, living inside of them and, and constantly reinforcing them. I mean, extracting our genuine self out of the matrix of these false beliefs, it's going to take more than a few days. It's going to take a while. But, I mean, so what? It also took a friggin' long while to learn to read, do math, ride a bike, walk. You know, to develop any skill or proficiency at any valuable trade or skill. Things worth doing take time and practice. And what better thing do you have to do than let go of what's causing you unhappiness? I mean, recognizing that the ego is identification with mind and form, that's, that's the first step. You know, and the more you focus on that and realize the more you're going to start to understand that you can separate yourself from it. Like I said, it's not it's not some easy thing that you can accomplish in a few days. But what you can accomplish in a few days is the whole aspect of recognizing when you're reacting from the ego. And I will tell you from a personal experience that it's going to fight back because that's what the ego does. The ego is going to want to take control because it's been in control, you know, your whole life anyways. So it's thinking, what the hell are you doing? Um, it's going to try to dig its hooks into you more when it realizes that you're trying to dissolve it. So don't give up. And, oh my goodness, I have been talking for a very long time. Um, so yeah, so don't give up on that aspect. And the more you practice, it's, it's so, it's so I don't want to say it's so funny, but it's crazy. I mean, when I, I started this, oh, I don't know, over a year ago, and it's, um, you know, probably the first couple months that I, you know, started to kind of chip away at my own ego, you know, over a year ago, it, it was so crazy to me how, how often and how much it controlled my life, like, you know, you, you catch yourself. So it's kind of like, you know, you might see somebody walking down the street and, you know, maybe they have shoes on that wouldn't have particularly gone with your sort of tastes. So instead of just not even noticing shit like that, your ego is going to be going, uh, I think those are hideous or I would never wear those. And, you know, when you're starting to kind of become more self-aware, you start to realize, oh, shit, 
Oh my God, that was my ego. That was totally my ego right there. And then with that, with being able to identify it like that, it starts to come to come easier. It starts to, to, to be a lot easier for you to spot when you're coming from the ego, you know, when you're in some, some, just some little simple exercises that I like to do is, you know, if I would ever get irritated or if I felt like I had a really short fuse and I might, I might've snapped or, you know, I had this sudden burst of anger you know, normally I would just let it just ruin my day or I would let it drag on for hours and then like, and just be pissed off. Right. And now, I mean, there's, I still, I will say even over a year, I've been working on this on, you know, my, my journey and my awareness and my ego, you know, even now there's some days where I might get irritated, but I will say that it's so much easier for me to almost immediately recognize, okay, that is totally, that's just my ego. Like why? So what I do, sorry, I'm I'm like, I'm going off on like all different directions here. Okay. So what I like to do is if I feel this sudden burst of emotion, even if it's happiness, right? Because that, like I said earlier, it's emotions are, are the ego. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, being super happy or even being super angry, but you have to understand that that is the ego. That is not the true self. So if I ever find myself getting super angry, angry or irritated, I, what I like to do now is I stop and I say to myself, okay, why, why am I angry? Uh, Just this, let me just do this as a quick example. Okay. So I ordered something online, right? And they didn't give me tracking information. So I wasn't really sure when it was going to come in the mail, but I knew it wasn't going to be like super long, which, you know, whatever, whatever. Okay. So I come home one day and I have a sticker on my door saying that they tried to deliver my package, but they needed a signature. And I was like, Oh, well, okay. So I took the piece of paper and I went online, USPS.com, and I scheduled for it to be re-delivered. And I even did an e-signature so I wouldn't have to sign for it just in case I wasn't home. So the the re-delivery date came and I came home from work thinking that my package would be there because I I had scheduled them to re-deliver it. And they have another sticker on my door. And I'm like, what the hell, man? Like, I scheduled for re-delivery. I have an e-signature. And there's no way for me to co- to actually call the post office and be like, hey, uh, yo, where's my package? I e-signed for it. Give it to me kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, all right. You know, it, it is what it is. It's fine. So then I go back online and I reschedule it for a re-delivery on a day that I'm home. On one of my days off where I don't have any private clients. So then I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. Getting my package today, bitches. So the day comes around and I'm like stoked. I'm like, yes, I'm kind of like peeking outside for the mailman. I'm like, I'm ready for you, baby. Ready for my package. And 
I even like go outside at one point with my son to play outside. And usually the mailman comes around the same day, like 10, between 10 and 11. So 11.05 rolls around and I'm like, oh, let's go outside real quick, buddy. And then I'm like, let's go see if the mail came. And as I'm walking to the end of my driveway, I can see him down the road at like before my mailbox, like three or four houses down before my mailbox. And I was like, yes, here it comes. My package in the mail. Like, I was so excited. And I'm standing at the driveway. And the postman just drives right fucking by me. Like, he waves at me. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And then he just drives right by me. Goes to the next house. And I'm like, um, what in the F hole? So I, just in that moment, I had this crazy just irritated rage and I'm like what in the f and f you know and I like go inside I'm like storming inside I'm like trying to get online and find USPS and like do it and I'm doing all this stuff out of anger and then and then even my husband calls and he's like oh how's your day and I'm like oh and he's like oh he's like what's going on and I'm like and then I I took a step back and I'm like I'm sorry I was like, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I got super upset over this stupid package. I was like, and I, there is literally no reason for me to be upset. It's a package. They're going to re-deliver it. If not, I can go down to the freaking post office and sign, sign for it in person and then, you know, bring it back home. So, wow, that was so, that was such a long tangent. I'm so sorry. But anyways, the point of that story <laughs> sorry, was that... You know, I, I even, you know, even now I still have times where like I might get super irritated or whatever, but as a, see, normally a year and a half ago, that would have ruined my day. It would have ruined my entire day. And I just would have been like, wow, blah, 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 and just been a grumpy asshole. Okay. But now that I've been working on, you know, dissolving my ego and, and being able to identify those moments, I can now, you know, even have just that quick reaction and let it go and understand that it's my ego. There's absolutely no real reason, you know, to be upset over something like that. You know, it's, you, you, and, the, and it goes back to living in the present moment. Because if you think about it, if you are constantly in the now, which we all are, but if you recognize it and you are aware and mindful that the fact that you are in the now, you cannot name one problem that you are having. Think about it. Think about it right now. If you had just the shittiest day today, or even if you had the best day today, or five minutes ago you just got some really shitty news, I want you to stop, bring yourself into the now, take a couple deep breaths, and be in this present moment. Now, in this present moment, right this second, well, I mean, time, time itself, it's, it's, it's irrelevant, there's no, okay, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into time thing. Okay, so in this moment, I am asking you, Right 
now. What is the issue that you're having? I can tell you nothing because (laughs) in this present moment, you are not having an issue. Because you are, when you bring yourself into the now and into the present moment, you are detaching yourself from the ego. So that's another way for you to start almost dealing with chipping away at that ego is, is when you have these, you know, emotional highs and emotional lows, bring yourself into the, into the now. Bring yourself right into the present moment, into the now, which is what we all are in right now, is the now. Now, now, you got it now? Now, right now, now. Bring yourself into the now and just breathe and say, I'm in, I'm in the now, I'm in the present moment and there is nothing, there is nothing wrong. There is nothing happening to me at this present moment that would cause for any issues. I mean, unless, you know, you're being pushed through like a wood chipper or something, then, I mean, that's a different story. But, I mean, you know, come on. So, anyways, (laughs) sorry, that was a bad uh, example. So, um, okay, well, shit we ended up spending the whole podcast talking about ego, which was, I was kind of expecting that. So what I'm going to do is, you know, I'll post this tonight. It's going up tonight. And then um, in a couple of days, I'm going to post about mindfulness and awareness. So I'll kind of mash those two together in my next episode. And we will um, go from there. I apologize for, you know, my crazy long tangents. Um, I hope some of you were able to kind of understand a little bit more of the ego and how it is. It's literally anytime you say I or me, that is the ego. And if you want, I can do a follow-up podcast on how to, uh, on how to, um, not only recognize the ego, but how different, like go into detail on how to uh, dissolve the ego. Because there's, there's like seven different really, really good methods. But that is kind of getting into the real nitty gritty stuff. So let me know if that's something that you would want me to do, like a follow up podcast on how to, you know, start the death of the ego, as I like to call it. So we'll go over that some more. Um, Let me see. I wanted to say something else. Oh, oh, yes. I am having a meditation webinar workshop. Okay, so it is online. It's not in person. So literally, you can be anywhere in the entire universe and join it. (laughs) Please. It's awesome. I'm not trying to sell you anything. It is literally me talking to you about the different types of meditation because, yes, there are different types of meditation, but it's so simple. And even, you know, the person that has never, ever done meditation before, I will have you meditating 
beautifully in this webinar. Okay, so we talk about different types of meditation, and then we're going to go right into a beautiful, simple, and just wonderfully relaxing meditation. And on top of that, it's going to come as an MP3, so you can download it and practice it whenever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want. It'll be awesome. You can save it to your phone. You can save it to your computer. You can listen to that sucker every night. Doesn't matter. That comes with the webinar, okay? And the webinar is love donations only because I am not going to charge people. That's just, that's, I've said it earlier in, in one of my IGTV videos about my, about my webinar, but I'm not going to charge people you know, who are trying to better themselves, who are, who are trying to, you know, help themselves spiritually and, and, and try to quiet their mind. I'm not going to charge. That's just fucking stupid. Like people that are like, yes, I'm having a meditation workshop. It'll be $20 to teach you how to meditate. Like I, ugh, I, that's, it, it bothers me. That's because that's, that's just not the way to do that stuff. So it's love donations only. The only reason why I have a suggested amount is because to put on any type of workshop, you know, it, it could cost anywhere between 10 and $20. But if you don't want to donate, you don't have to donate. If you don't have the money, don't let that stop you from registering with this webinar because it's all you have to do is pop in your email and then I send you a link. And then on October 26th, it goes live and then you can download it. So please don't let anything like financial, you know, money or anything like that, that you, if you don't have it, then whatever, whatever, then that doesn't matter. Just register because this is something that is so, so good. And it's just, it's wonderful to have this information and it's just a beautiful way to help you in your life if you are anxious, if you're depressed, if you are irritable, you know, even if you just, if you just want to have some nice quiet time and just be still, join my webinar and I promise you will not regret it. <laughs> okay. So if you want to join my webinar, excuse me, if you want to register for the webinar from a meditation webinar, you can either Go to my Instagram page, and that is cjones.holistic underscore wellness. And I have a direct link in my profile. Or you can go to my Facebook page, Quintessence Massage and Natural Healing. And I also have a link on my Facebook page. And I'll, I'll even provide a link in the description of my podcast so you'll be able to download right from there but if you have any questions or for some reason you don't see the link and you want to get registered for this webinar please comment or shoot me an email and I will give you the link and get you started it's through Eventbrite as well so if you if you still can't find it you can go to Eventbrite if you don't get in touch with me then it's at Eventbrite, and you just search up Quintessence Massage and Natural Healing, and then it'll pop up there too. So, 
All right, I have rambled on way too long. I'm so sorry. Is this? I think this is just going to become a thing where this is how I end all of my podcasts, where I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for rambling on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, Okay, so let's just you know pretend I already said that. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week because it is Sunday night. I hope you enjoy the beautiful hunter's full moon tonight. It's beautiful. Get out there. Take a look at it. Take a nice deep breath. Do a meditation. Or if you don't know how to meditate, sign up for my webinar. Shameless plug. (laughs) Okay. All right, guys. Be well. Good night.